Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello again, Sixpack Warriors. Welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 172. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This week's episode, Who Can You Trust, is really on everyone's mind today. Well, I'm going to answer that question for you, and it might not be what you're thinking. If you want a life of total freedom, and I mean total freedom, to go where you want, live where you want without money worries, there's one skill that can give it to you. It's a skill so desired, so in demand, you could have an endless flow of money coming into your bank account every month and never leave your house. What kind of money am I talking about? Does six figures sound good to you? That's what some people who've discovered and mastered this skill are making without breaking a sweat. As for learning this skill, almost anybody can do it. It's a special kind of skill that once you've mastered it, it gives you the opportunity not only to earn as much money as you need, but from anywhere in the world for the rest of your life. I'll be brutally honest. 
There's simply no other way to gain total freedom and independence than learning a skill that rewards you tenfold. Just click the link in my show notes that says, here's your ticket to the good life to learn all about it. Before I begin this episode, there is one very important thing I want to tell you. We've all seen the devastation and human suffering in Ukraine. The civilian population is suffering most of all. Putin has been cruel to them, putting it mildly. He's abducted more than 120,000 children for who knows what nefarious purpose. He's refused to allow civilians to bury their dead, and he's exhuming countless of those who've already been buried. He's committed war crime after war crime, and the surviving Ukrainian population is starving. Most of us would love to have a venue that allows us to help those poor civilian victims of Putin's war. Well, a way to do that plopped into my lap this week in an email from Mark Asquith, the CEO of my podcast hosting company. Podchaser is a podcast aggregator that manages ratings of podcasts, and there are a number of Ukrainian nationals who work for them. They've decided to help by asking member podcasters to get their listeners to contribute to relieving Ukrainian starvation by only making a few clicks and without you spending a dime. For each rating of any podcast you listen to, most especially this one, Podchaser will donate 25 cents to Chefs for Ukraine. Chefs for Ukraine is a huge effort along the Ukrainian borders and in cities like Kiev and Kharkiv, delivering hot, nourishing meals and food for refugees affected by conflict in that country. If all of you rate this show on Podchaser, we'll be donating over $15,000 to feed Ukrainian people. Here's how you do it. Go to my website, cantankerouscatholic.com, and look in the show notes under this episode. You'll see a link to my show on Podchaser. Then give my show a rating, and I don't care how you rate it. This isn't about my show, it's about feeding victims of this war. After you give the show a rating, make sure you verify your account. Verifying your account ensures that the review is public so that podcast creators can respond and the donation amount gets doubled. Why does it get doubled? Because Captivate, my podcasting host, will donate another 25 cents per review. That means that if every listener to this show rates the show, we can provide more than $30,000 to starving Ukrainians. After you've completed rating my show, use the search bar at the top of the Podchaser page to find all the other podcasts you listen to and rate them. If those podcasts are also carried by Captivate, you'll be providing another 50 cents. If they're not hosted by Captivate, Podchaser will still donate 25 cents to Chefs for Ukraine. It just takes you a few minutes, but it may very well mean the difference between war victims going to sleep hungry and going to sleep with food in their bellies, especially the children. And I thank you for doing this. Now, on to the main topic of this episode. I'm going to play a Vortex that Michael Voris published on April 5th. I'm not going to set it up for you. 
I'm just going to play it. Then I'll come back with some very necessary comments you need to hear. Take a look around and assess the damage, the psychological, emotional, financial, and most of all, spiritual damage brought about by evil people. First, turns out Hunter Biden's laptop, it's a real thing. Turns out Obama knew all about Hillary inventing the Russian collusion fake news. Also turns out Hillary's 33,000 emails were not a joke and were certainly not about Chelsea's wedding plans. Likewise, Trump nailed it when he said Obama spied on his campaign. Also, proving the old saying is true that you can't fool all the people all the time, half the country still knows and believes Biden stole the election. And lastly, there isn't really any sane person in the nation who doesn't know that Anthony Fauci funded the creation of COVID-19 with your tax dollars. There, all of that, your government tax dollars, hard at work. What did all this cause, all this corruption and evil from elite globalist oligarchs? A million or so deaths, a tanking of the economy, a bolstering of government tyranny, millions out of work, family businesses operated for decades, wiped out, and out of the atmosphere national debt, an idiot in the White House whose path there was illegitimate, a supply chain crisis, an energy disaster, a war in the Ukraine, record-setting inflation, dismal economic performance, a massive shift of wealth to big pharma, a totally unqualified racist Marxist on the Supreme Court, American cities torched, we could go on and on. But perhaps the longest-lasting impact is on the nation's trust. No one really believes anything said to them anymore by any authority, and frankly, why should they? But let's shift our attention from government to the church. And here we see the same type of litany. Tens of millions of Catholics fallen away from the church. A church in total freefall. Rock-bottom numbers of ordinations. Massive contraction of all things Catholic. Attacks against tradition and orthodoxy. Dioceses tearing down parishes. Bishops shuttering schools. Chanceries hiding or shredding personnel files. Active homosexuals in collars and miters given free reign. Denials of the deposit of faith. Deaths and suicides of victims and clergy trying to expose it. Financial scandals. Gay cover-up bishops being paid enormous sums. Schism in Germany on the horizon. Schism already, schism already established in the rad-trad circles, complete with their own sexual abuse cover-ups. Universities turning out homosexual Marxists. Gay abusing bishops promoted and protected. Zero catechesis, even less authentic evangelization. Good priests persecuted by the dozens, likely hundreds. Again, you get the picture. And yes, like with the government stuff, we could go on and on. Yet, here we are again on the issue of trust, almost entirely obliterated by a hierarchy even more infested with pride and Marxism, than their political counterparts. So what's happening on the human level as a result of all of this? No one really believes anything anymore. Disastrous both temporally and especially, obviously, eternally. People want to trust. That's how so many hundreds of millions have been and continue to be fooled because the reality of not being able to trust is simply too frightening for most people to imagine. 
But that is the reality. It is the way things are now, thanks to so-called leaders in the secular and most especially the religious realm. And in the midst of all of this, again, in secular and religious terms, what do we find? A completely complicit media covering up everything in the nation and the church, reducing them to little else than propaganda arms. Their reasoning may have been slightly different between secular and religious realms, but in the end, it was and continues to be nothing else than self-serving. For the secular types, it was to promote their ideology. For the religious press corps, it was to keep their pockets lined by not ticking off their bishops. Look at where we've arrived for a typical Catholic patriot, for example. He doesn't trust his vote will count. He doesn't trust his priest or bishop or both. And he feels as though he has nowhere to turn, which is likely right, at least in the general sense. He doesn't trust his kids will be taught the faith, civics, or simple biology. And he can't trust his daughter will not have to beat a boy in the girl's sports that she excels at. In fact, he can't trust that anything can, that he can trust anything at all, including the future. Bill Gates, the world famous physician, not, has just released a book on how we beat the, how we beat the next pandemic through all the valuable lessons we learned fighting the first. When Dr. Gates starts talking about the next pandemic and Anthony Fauci continues going on about the need for a 239th booster shot and the World Economic Forum creep Klaus Schwab keeps prattling on about global this and that and Biden can't understand that Michelle Obama was not the vice president. And I'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as first lady with joining forces initiative. She started with Michelle Obama when she was vice president and now carries on. Who on earth could possibly think trust would not be destroyed? When trust is so eroded, so destroyed, people will start hero shopping, looking to fulfill the natural desire to trust. Religious people will turn to wacky private revelations and visionaries, and secular types will turn to the latest snake oil salesman. There must be a reestablishment of trust in immutable Catholic teachings and truth, and it must happen quickly. We know it won't come from a bunch of homosexual bishops, so it must come from faithful laity. Neither the church nor the world can take much more of this. For me, the big takeaway from this vortex is that American Catholics don't know who to trust or to trust what they're told by anyone. Frankly, that truth never really occurred to me because I just took for granted that Catholics of all stripes have the good sense to recognize truth, especially Catholic truth. You most certainly have good sense, but I took for granted that you don't need any help with that. But when I thought about how poorly catechized Catholics are in this country, it dawned on me that Michael is absolutely correct. In order for you to trust anyone, you have to be able to know that the person you're listening to or working with has only one agenda, the final destination of your immortal soul. Honestly, there are quite a few apostolates out there that care about your soul, but they're not necessarily trustworthy. The reason for that is, you can't necessarily count on them for absolute Catholic orthodoxy. For example, I know that many of you listen to Dr. Taylor Marshall. 
I know Taylor. I used to attend the same parish as he, and I both like and respect the man. And there's no doubt in my mind that Taylor has the best interests of your soul at heart. However, Taylor can't be a trustworthy source of truth anymore. In February of this year, Taylor Marshall declared this pope a heretic, a very serious canonical charge. With that declaration, Marshall said that Francis isn't the pope. I'm the first to admit that this pope says and does a lot of crazy heretical things, but no layman has the right nor authority to make the claim that Francis isn't the pope. By making such a declaration, Taylor made himself a schismatic, clearly placing himself outside the Catholic Church. It's bad enough that he makes himself a schismatic, but many of the hundreds of thousands of Catholics who listen to his show have also become schismatics because they unwittingly trusted a man who can't be trusted by accepting his heir that we don't have a pope on the throne of Peter. So you not only have to have people who care about your soul, but people who can be counted on for absolute orthodoxy. Without those two things, no one can be counted on for religious truth nor any other truths. Orthodox Catholic teaching has to be the basis and background for anything a trustworthy person says and does. If that isn't there... You can't trust their opinions on culture, society, politics, or the things going on within the church, let alone the 2,000-year constant teachings of the Catholic Church. I've been involved in all things Catholic for over 30 years. I know countless priests and deacons. I know a lot of bishops and even count a few of them among my friends. I know, love, and respect quite a number of very famous Catholics, both those who work through apostolates and in other venues such as politics. Out of the hundreds of people I know, most of whom are those we consider good Catholics, there are only seven in the public eye I trust emphatically. Well, one is an organization, the rest are individuals. They are Michael Voris of Church Militant, Terry Barber of Virgin Most Powerful Radio, the St. Paul Street Evangelization Apostolate, Michael Hitchborn of the Lepanto Institute, Joe Riggi of the Our Warpath Apostolate, Joe Matt at the Wanderer Newspaper, and Father Robert Altier of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. I've known Michael Voris for about a decade. When we first met, it was in Kansas City. We spent the evening chatting about Catholic things over drinks. I've had many a conversation with Michael since. He's not only my friend, but he's shown me in many different ways that he's 100% orthodox and cares where you spend eternity, probably more than most Catholics care about their own eternity. If you're not a premium member at Church Militant, you need to be. It can be trusted. Michael can be trusted. Terry Barber is the co-host of the Terry and Jesse radio show and the founder of Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I've known Terry for at least 25 years. Every time I've been with Terry, if there's a tabernacle or a monstrance around, the first thing he asks you to do is to join him for a few minutes of adoration. On top of that, it was Terry Barber who started the whole Catholic recording industry. He began with cassette tapes, moved into CDs, and then went fully digital. 
Without Terry Barber, we'd probably never have had access to Archbishop Fulton Sheen or even heard of people like Dr. Scott Hahn. Terry's been evangelizing souls since he was 14 years old, and he's 100% orthodox. I've been acquainted with the folks of St. Paul Street Evangelization Apostolate for about five years. To the best of my knowledge, they have the only apostolate in America that does nothing but evangelize souls, which is one of the two primary things all Catholics have to do if they ever hope to go to heaven. They're definitely trustworthy. I've only known Michael Hitchborn of the Lepanto Institute for a year or two, but he provides one of the greatest services to Catholics in this country. Michael does all the research necessary to expose the rot in various Catholic charities, most especially the USCCB, before you send your hard-earned money to those disloyal to church teaching. He's also responsible for the existence of Complicit Clergy, a show that draws our attention to canceled Orthodox priests and the evils committed by priests who we should be able to trust with the care of our souls but can't. Yet Michael is the very epitome of charity. He's most certainly trustworthy. Joe Riggy of the Our Warpath Apostolate is a young college student, yet he's got the maturity of a man in his 40s. The entire reason that the Our Warpath Apostolate exists is to help Catholics get to heaven. He's especially good for you young Catholics listening to me now. I can't recommend him highly enough, especially to you six-pack warriors between 18 and 34. Joe Matt is the publisher at the Wanderer newspaper. Joe and I have been friends for five or six years. We speak on the phone pretty regularly. The Wanderer's been around for over 150 years. Joe's dad, Al Matt, was Joe's predecessor. The Matt family has been responsible for helping keep the Catholic faith alive in America for generations, and Joe cares only about advancing the faith and helping souls get to heaven. Without the wonder, nothing else I mention in this episode could have ever happened in the first place. By the way, the wonder is available in both print and online formats. I personally think every Catholic in America should be reading The Wander, as I've done for more than 30 years. Be sure to check the link in my show notes. Finally, there's Father Robert Altier of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Father Altier is just a simple parish priest. He's the most persecuted priest in his archdiocese, yet he's also the most popular priest there. He has a local radio show, and he's been involved in sharing the faith in more ways than you can imagine. He's on the board of directors for Catholic Parents Online, and he's a great inspiration, resource, and protection for Catholic families. What struck me most about Father is his depth of spirituality and his willingness to love any soul into heaven. I'd count on him for anything. I've got links in my show notes for everyone I've talked about in this episode. Because some of the places where many of you download this podcast don't display the links in my show notes, you need to visit cantankerouscatholic.com and check out these men and their apostolates. They're all 100% orthodox and trustworthy. 
Unless one of them goes astray the way Taylor Marshall did and you hear it from me, you can trust every single word that comes from them. Lastly, I want to talk about myself. I want you to be able to trust me. What makes me trustworthy? First and foremost, the only reason that Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy apostolate exists is to help you get to heaven. I'm also a consecrated member of the Marian Catechist Apostolate, under the direction of Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke. In fact, His Eminence has endorsed this apostolate, and he's been a guest on this show. Fact is, if I'm telling you it's raining beer outside, you better go get your mug. Everything produced on audio or in written word is absolute Catholic truth. If I ever give you an opinion, I'll tell you it's an opinion. Otherwise, it's Catholic truth from the very first century to now. Opinions you can choose to agree or disagree with, but Catholic truth must be accepted 100% if you ever want to have a hope of going to heaven. I'm never going to risk your soul with fallible opinions the way Taylor Marshall did. Like I said, if I ever give you an opinion, I'll tell you it's an opinion. Otherwise, it's pure Catholic truth. Trust and loyalty are everything to me. Now you have my thoughts on who's trustworthy. These men are all completely orthodox, and they're great patriots as well. They all have great integrity, and they're on a mission to help you find truth and a path to heaven. They're all worthy of your loyalty, respect, and admiration. Trust these men and what they do. The lockdowns over the last two years have changed the way people earn or want to earn a living. A lot of people are wanting to set up online businesses for themselves in e-commerce. The problem is, most folks have no earthly idea how to start, and all the videos on YouTube that are supposed to tell you how to begin just whet your appetite. Well, now you can get the help you need. Peter Prue, a successful e-commerce entrepreneur, is the founder of E-Commerce Empire Builder Academy. He's offering a free webinar that explains how he's made a full-time living in e-commerce and what his academy's all about. So if you want to learn how to set up an online e-commerce business, click the link in my show notes that says E-Commerce Empire Builder Academy and register for the free webinar. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to Fox News. Florida's Department of Education rejected 41% of proposed math textbooks submitted for use in the state's public schools. The Department of Education said the books were rife with critical race theory and other forms of political indoctrination. It seems that some publishers attempt to slap a coat of paint on an old house built on the foundation of Common Core, and indoctrinating concepts like race essentialism especially bizarrely for elementary school students, said Governor Ron DeSantis. Yee-haw! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 4 Hats off to Fox News. 
MSLSD opinion columnist Michael Cohen predicted Democrats will experience a bloodbath in the November midterm elections, but said Biden should double down rather than change course. As bad as things seem now, they're almost certainly going to get worse, said Cohen. He recommended Democrats acknowledge the reality that the midterm elections are going to be a bloodbath and focus instead on accomplishing as much as possible before then. Politics be damned. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick pick number three. three. Hats off to CNS News. Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation to protect unborn children after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The law includes exceptions for when the mother's life is at risk and for children with terminal abnormalities. The law is similar to the one in Mississippi, which is currently before the United States Supreme Court. At the signing ceremony on Thursday, DeSantis said, We are here today to protect life. We are here today to defend those who can't defend themselves. Oh, I love it! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number number two. Hats off to Breitbart. The Biden administration released more than 756,000 border crossers and illegal aliens into American communities between the day he took office and February 28th of this year, according to a legal brief filed with the Supreme Court by Stephen Miller's American First Legal Foundation. The number is larger than the resident population of the city of Boston. Whoa! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to Just the News. Professor Nicholas Merriweather of Shawnee State University received a settlement of $400,000 after suing the university for threatening him over his refusal to use the preferred pronouns of a male student who claims to be a female. In addition to paying the settlement, the university is rescinding a written warning it issued against the professor. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Here's something I'm going to shout loud and long. During the last two years, every Catholic parish and most businesses lost a ton of money because of the COVID lockdowns. Congress attempted to ease the revenue strain with the CARES Act, but it really did nothing for parishes and little for most businesses. Believe it or not, Congress is actually remedying that. They've not done a good job of getting the word out, but Congress has enhanced the ERTC portion of the CARES Act. If a parish or business has W-2 employees, part-time or full-time, they almost certainly qualify for the ERTC tax rebate. I'm working with a CPA firm that specializes in ERTC rebates to reach out to all parishes and Catholic-owned businesses I can. This is especially good for parishes with schools. All any parish or Catholic-owned business has to do is click the link in my show notes that says, ERTC Recovery, I Want My Money. Then just fill out the form on the website, and the CPA firm will determine if the parish or business qualifies. 
It costs nothing to get started, and the average tax rebate appears to be $150,000. So tell every priest and Catholic business owner about the expanded ERTC rebate and send them to my show notes. Remember, click the link on my show notes that says ERTC Recovery. I want my money. It's time for the Catholic Boot Camp with your drill sergeant, Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Learn the Catholic faith and how to defend it like you've never heard it before. This boot camp is tough, so there's no political correctness, no spirit of Vatican II, and no namby-pamby platitudes. Drill Sergeant Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, will prepare you for spiritual war. Now here's Joe Sixpack. St. John Paul II was the first to call for a new evangelization in response to the loss of faith in God in our time. The work of the new evangelization, he declared, is to proclaim the good news in such a way as to lead people to faith in Jesus Christ by means of a transformation of their hearts. Servant of God, Father John A. Harden, was responding to this call for a new evangelization when he founded the Marian Catechist Apostolate. In the early 1980s, Pope John Paul II lamented the fact that so many people were living and dying without any knowledge of Jesus Christ. One of the actions he took to reverse this dismal trend was to ask St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta to prepare her sisters, the missionaries of charity, not only to care for the immediate material needs of the poor, but also to evangelize them, to teach them about God's immeasurable love for them and about his desire to be united with them in heaven for all eternity. Mother Teresa turned to Father Hardin for the help she needed to prepare her sisters to evangelize the poorest of the poor. Father Hardin was an eminent theologian and master catechist, the author of 40 major works of theology, spirituality, and catechesis, and one of the world's most respected authorities on the Catholic faith. He began to teach the missionaries of charity. At the same time, he began to prepare texts that would eventually become a set of home study courses used to teach the richness of the Catholic faith and its practice to the lay faithful. Today, the missionaries of charity, along with countless lay members of the church, use Father Hardin's courses to prepare themselves to be effective witnesses of the faith to all they meet. In time, Father Hardin established the Marian Catechist Apostolate to form catechists, both spiritually and doctrinally, for the teaching of the faith. Father Hardin was elated when His Eminence Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke, then Bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin, decided to use Father Hardin's home study courses to form catechists in his diocese. Several years later, on December 12, 1999, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, then Bishop Burke established the Marian Catechist Apostolate as a public association of the faithful. The Apostolate has been placed under the patronage of Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of all America and star of both the first and the new evangelizations. 
Shortly before Father Hardin died on December 30, 2000, he asked Cardinal Burke to assume leadership of the apostolate. Cardinal Burke accepted and remains today the Episcopal Monitor and International Director of the Marian Catechist Apostolate. You'll notice in this brief history of the Marian Catechist Apostolate, it talked about the courses by Father Hardin. These courses are not for the faint of heart. They're actually fairly difficult. But since Jesus deserves the best that we can possibly give him, they're really not all that much to do. I can't recommend these courses highly enough. And since you'll hopefully be taking these courses, let me recommend to you that you become a consecrated member of the Marian Catechist Apostolate. If you become a member, and if you're able, you can join Cardinal Burke every summer for a weekend at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin for the annual Consecration Weekend. Been there, done that, and let me tell you, the shrine is gorgeous as well as awe-inspiring, and the event is spiritually invigorating. The other thing I'd recommend for you is hooking up with the St. Paul Street Evangelization Apostolate. They can help support you in all things regarding evangelization. They won't be everybody's cup of tea, but I think they're great. I'd also recommend that you supplement your learning with a few books. As I told you earlier in this series, it's not enough just to present Catholic teachings. If you want to make the Catholic Church attractive to the people you come in contact with, Catholic and non-Catholic, you have to be able to explain why the Church believes the things you're sharing, which means proving them. This means that you have to gain a basic grasp on Catholic apologetics. To get started, there are a few books that I recommend. The first is Catholicism and Fundamentalism by Carl Keating. This is the very best book to begin your journey in apologetics. I also recommend Handbook of Denominations. It's written by three honest and objective Protestants. It'll come in handy when dealing with both lapsed and non-Catholics. The final book is Handbook of Catholic Apologetics by Peter Kreeft and Father Ronald Tocelli. Next week, I'll begin explaining a defense of my methods and why you should consider using them. The COVID lockdowns and mandates hurt everyone financially. Nearly all of you lost money and many lost their jobs. I learned this in email conversations with some of you. I learned that many of you are looking for ways to avoid financial worries when this happens again, and make no mistake that the tyrants in government will make sure it happens again. The number of Americans searching for ways to earn an income online has exploded. Some need to replace the jobs they lost. Others want to build an online income to be prepared for when it happens again. Some just want the freedom from being threatened financially again. Stay-at-home moms want to supplement the household income without working outside the home. I get it. The problem is the average person has no earthly idea where to start. I've been spending countless hours researching ways to earn an online income with the help of some friends. I've come up with a bevy of income avenues and reputable courses to help you. 
Consequently, I've come up with a separate email list for people who want this information. When I gave this opportunity to people on my other email list, the response was overwhelming. So if you want to get the valuable information I'm collecting about how to make money online, just click on the link in my show notes that says, Show Me How to Make Money. I'll begin helping you right away. The Catholic Church is 2,000 years old. A lot of wisdom is gained over two millennia. Each week we'll share some of that wisdom with a Catholic quote. So here's this week's Catholic quote. This week's Catholic quote is from St. John Chrysostom. He said, Let no one mourn that he has fallen again and again, for forgiveness has risen from the grave. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. A thief was robbing a house of a very rich old man. He was frightened when he heard the rich man entering his home and tried to make a getaway by climbing through a window. The old man went to the porch, and when he saw the burglar running with the bag of goods he stolen, he shouted to him, Keep what you've stolen. I give it to you. The rich man was very kind. He knew the burglar was breaking God's seventh commandment by stealing, so he let him know that what he'd stolen was now a gift. Although the burglar sinned by his evil intention to steal, he was relieved of his obligation to restore the stolen property when the old man made it a gift. The rich man would rather lose his property than let the burglar be guilty of sin by failing to make restitution. This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.